From the newsrooms of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, this is Please Explain. I'm Rachel Clun. It's Wednesday, March 1. Today I'm announcing that earnings on super balances above $3 million will have a concessional rate of 30% rather than 15%. Yesterday, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced that the tax on super earnings over $3 million will double from 15% to 30% in two years' time. This proposal does not change the fundamentals of our superannuation system. 99.5% of people with superannuation are unaffected by this reform. Australians have about $3.3 trillion in superannuation, but that money is far from evenly divided. At the top end, some accounts have more than $100 million, while the vast bulk of people have less than 100000 So how generous are the tax concessions? And who has the most to gain or lose from the changes? Today, Senior Economics Correspondent Shane Wright on what the changes to super tax concessions mean for our retirement future. Shane, why is superannuation in the news again? Well, Treasurer Jim Chalmers last week gave a a speech... Well, good morning, everybody, and thanks for the opportunity to join you here in Sydney. ...outlining some of the pressures on the budget, and he got to the point of discussing one of their government's pre-election promises, which was to set an objective for superannuation. The objective of superannuation is to preserve savings and deliver income for a dignified retirement alongside government support in an equitable and sustainable way. And And then he made the more than interesting passing note that the cost of superannuation, and this is for the tax nerds out there, this is a tax expenditure, which is the concessional rate of tax. So you don't pay as much tax on super as you would on normal income. How much that is costing the federal budget? And based on his figures, and we've seen this has been coming for some time and both sides of politics know what's coming, is that the foregone tax on super is going to be more than the age pension probably within the next 10 years. Right now, we're on track to spend more on super concessions, tax concessions, than the age pension by around 2050. And given that there are all these other pressures on the budget, you and I have discussed them at length. You can see Chalmers is getting to the point of saying, well, we have to have this discussion. Is giving people with high incomes or like really high incomes or really large uh, balances in their super, giving them really big tax concessions, is that the best use of money? We will always be for policy that promotes good incomes in retirement for as many Australians as possible. And ultimately, budgets are always about choices, and so they're getting to this point of having that discussion about the choice of how and how much we tax super. So as you said, the Treasurer wants us to have a discussion about these uh, tax concessions. What are some of the talking points for that discussion, Shane? The fact that there's somebody out there with $544 million in superannuation, which is mind-boggling and <laughs> to think of, uh, because there is no way in God's green earth that you can spend that sort of money in superannuation. I'm sure you'd give it a, a crack, Rachel, but uh, I think we'd both fail on that front. Because ultimately, 
superannuation, the way it was created, is to give you an income stream in retirement. And as much as you would try to spend $544 million, you'd really struggle, not least the fact that uh, every year the money that's sitting in your superannuation account is also accruing income at the same time. And once you hit 60, you don't pay income tax on that, thanks to Peter Costello. That was a policy he introduced. So we're getting to this point where there's another 79,000 people who've got more than $2 million in their superannuation accounts. What we know, and the previous government, uh, they, they commissioned a review of the retirement income system. They've just found people don't spend money. They don't spend their retirement savings and they do that by restricting their quality of life. Like the living standard of people in retirement is actually lower. They're making a conscious decision to be lower, to save this money because they're fearful of running out of money. And then they die and they are leaving large inheritances. Like the Retirement Income Review worked out that by 2059, one in $3 in super will end up being bequested to a child or a grandchild or to a dog's charity or something like that. Now, you're really getting into the whole issue. Why do we have super? Is to provide you an income stream in retirement. But if you don't use it, then what the hell are we doing? It's, It's a real fundamental question. You've just outlined the top end of the superannuation balances, you know, the people with millions of dollars in their super. But what do most of us have in superannuation? Far, far, far less. There's 11.3 million people who've got less than 100,000. Now, that will grow because you know that a lot of those people are young coming into the into the superannuation system. But that group of people is much more likely to be a woman, much more likely to be someone in part-time work, and much more likely to be someone on low incomes. There's a small number of people who are using the tax system and the superannuation system greatly to their advantage. And then right down the bottom, there are these people who will be retiring in 20, 30, 40 years' time with a fairly moderately sized nest egg. Let's talk about the tax on super and how that works, because it's a fairly complicated system, Shane. But what what are some of the main tax concessions that people get on their forced retirement savings? The biggest one is that it's, it's taxed at 15%. Unless you hit a fairly high, it's $1.7 million um, that you earn. Over that, you will pay 30%. Remember, the top marginal tax rate is 45. Once you add in Medicare levy, it gets up a little bit higher. Once you put money into super, even if you're a high-income earner, you're getting taxed far less than you would ordinarily. There's an argument, and it's a fairly strong one, that down the bottom, say someone on the minimum wage, the tax rate between them, what they would be facing on their normal income and what they pay in super is actually the same. So there's no real benefit. There's no real tax benefit. The other issue is that the super guarantee, which is at 10.5% on its way to 12% in the next 18 months, it's forced saving. So, yep, you might be getting taxed the same, but you are being forced to save 10.5% of your income. And as I keep berating you and keep berating anybody else, 
Humans are terrible at making long-term financial decisions. History is resplendent with how bad we are at making long-term financial decisions. We make bad financial decisions that that impact us within two or three days. So think of buyer's regret, but getting to 65 or 67, which is the retirement age now, and going, oh my God, I have no savings. I've spent it all. I'm going to be reliant on the age pension to get me through the next 20, 30 years. Yesterday, the Prime Minister announced that from the middle of 2025, the tax on super earnings over $3 million will double. Shane, who will this affect and how much extra revenue will the government get from it? Well, I rest assured you and I won't be affected by this change. Um, the estimate is there are about 80,000 people or 0.5% of the general population. And we have talked at length about how few people really have uh, more than $3 million in their superannuation. And it's due to start July 1, 2025, which is one of the more interesting aspects of this idea. And because that's after the win, the next election will have been held. The election has to have been held by May 2025. So the, the government's made this calculation, right, this is a new policy. People can have a look at it and they can cast their ballot at the next election on this. And so they've made the political calculation. Let's see, 99.5% of the population will not be affected by it. We'll let Peter Dutton and the coalition defend the 0.5, who have got more than 3 million, and of which, what is it, there's about 50,000 who've got more than $4 million. The government works out that... Once the, the the whole process is in place, it'll earn about $2 billion a year. Now, in the grand scheme of things, the government of the day earns about $450 billion in tax. So we are not talking about a huge amount. But one of the interesting things mentioned by Jim Chalmers, the treasurer, is that the $3 million won't be indexed. So this means, let's say, 10, 20 years' time, the people with more than $3 million in their super accounts will have grown, of which there there is no, no doubt. If it hasn't, then we've got some real serious problems with the economy and superannuation in general. It's a bit like, uh, it's a bit like bracket creep, really. Uh, for Again, for the tax nerds out there, um, as your income is pushed up or you move jobs and get, a better pay, get better pay, more of your income is taxed at a higher marginal rate. Even if you're within the same marginal rate, the proportion of that income that is taxed at a high rate increases. That's called bracket creep. Governments rely on that to repair budgets and, the, and that's because thresholds don't are rarely changed. And this is the same with what uh, Chalmers and Albanese announced today. The opposition has been attacking the government before the announcement over broken election promises. And yesterday afternoon, the shadow treasurer said they would not support such changes. You said this will affect 0.5% of the population. What, What does this mean for the coalition? Courageous is perhaps the term to use. It's a courageous decision to take. Angus Taylor was interesting because he said we're not going to make, we're not going to assist in the government breaking a promise. And you can see, hand on my heart, I'm trying to do it for all you voters out there. Of course, he didn't answer the question whether they would retain the change once if they were to get re-elected. And I can bet money now that they would not change this. 
they'll let the government take any, whatever political pain there is. But if you're a future treasurer and the current incumbent has come out, come up with a way to raise an extra couple of billion dollars, that's you, you'd let that pass. It's the same with what happened in 2016, where Scott Morrison was the treasurer. He announced changes which raised far more revenue in terms of tax changes around superannuation. Labor said, oh, you terrible people, don't do this. Have they changed the tax arrangements around super to go back to what they were pre-2016? No. So that's the politics at play. Shane, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. Today's episode of Please Explain was produced by Hannah Mills-Turbot with technical assistance from Debbie Harrington. Our executive producer is Ruby Schwartz. Please Explain is a production of The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search The Age or smh.com.au forward slash subscribe. I'm Rachel Clun. This is Please Explain. Thanks for listening.